0: Hello and welcome to the My Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Gabrielle Genter and I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of energy healers, shamanic practices, grounding in nature, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. This is a journey of being stripped raw to the place of knowing no thing. As it is there, we are able to open our hearts to everything and create a new existence on Mother Earth. My hope is to demystify the process of becoming one with your higher self and sharing your light from that place. And I want to bring you along for the ride. She told me one morning, right? Child, you've got to run on my back. Hi everyone and welcome back. Today we're going to be talking parallel lives and also timelines. So before we start this little chat, I want to talk to you about what that is. So the way I've seen it is that we come into this incarnation as a percentage of our higher self. The the whole energy of the higher self isn't able to completely descend into this vessel because it's too much light for uh, this material vessel to hold. So what happens is that you come in, you're born and you carry a certain percentage of that energy of the higher self. And throughout your life, you have moments that you are, you either are given a decision in life, or you have a trauma in your life, or um, essentially what happens is your higher self wants to experience the decision or the choice that didn't happen. So in the case of, let's say a decision, let's say you choose one path. Well, the, the higher soul wants to experience, yes, the path that you're choosing, but also the complete opposite. And from what I have seen, there's a total of eight lives. Now I've heard it, it can be as many as 12, but for me, I have eight. And, um, Meaning that I have one that I'm living and that I'm recording this this episode on, and then I have seven more. Now, the majority of people have probably closer to 12. The reason that I have eight is because I've started already collapsing other timelines. So I've already collapsed, I think, four to five timelines. Um, I think I'm working on a collapse right now, a couple of them. <laughs> so I want to get into what this means and why it's important and why it's coming up right now. So essentially, when your higher self goes into these parallel timelines, or like I said, you can call it parallel lives or parallel timelines, you are experiencing a decision that you as a incarnated body is is didn't make that choice. So Let's say if you were a child and your parents got divorced, well, there's most likely a part of you, a part of your soul that's living a timeline that has your parents still together, for example. Um, If you had abuse as a child, there's a part of you that went, that followed you with the, where you are today with that trauma. And there's a part of you that took a totally different turn and experienced it a totally different way. And maybe instead of, working through it and healing through it perpetuates the same abuse on their children, for example. Now, all of these experiences are happening because our higher selves want to know everything. They don't want to just experience this one incarnation, one timeline that we are giving energy to right now. And that's because we have so much that we can work on, especially like if you think about this body, it needs about eight hours of sleep, but the soul doesn't sleep at all. So it is constantly working. And and by that, I mean like it, it needs lots of stuff to chew on. So that's why we have all these fractalizations and it's totally normal. Now, what's happening currently is that as we are ascending as a planet, we're becoming more aware of the cracks. Like you're starting to see these timelines kind of converge. When you have deja vu, it's because they're starting to overlap and you're starting to see an experience or feel an experience that feels like you've already done it because you have already done it. So that's an example of in your present day moment um, lining collapsing a timeline it's a, a sign that you are collapsing something and you're going through an experience that yes you have already experienced but they're they are let's say if you have 12 <laughs> they are starting to say okay i'm ready to pull back into the higher expression or the material expression of this incarnation and so i don't need to experience this path anymore i'm gonna start aligning back to the matter or the 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 part of you that is conscious and aware in this timeline. So the way that I found all this out <laughs> is that I have, as you guys know, last year I went through, um, um, I think like 12 um, nights of ceremony th- with Aya. And in those, let's say 12 nights, I only experienced the journey of the the medicine during the ceremony, maybe three times. And what I mean by that is that for me, most of the time when I go to ceremony and I take the, the tea with everyone else at the exact same time, I will be fully in my conscious self the entire ceremony, like I'll be vibing and I'll be listening to the ekros, and it's so beautiful and enjoyable that it's amazing. So four hours of that to me is just like the best concert ever. (laughs) So I don't, I enjoy it. I don't feel like I'm being like held out of the experience or anything like that because what happens during a ceremony is the first hour is usually all about building the protection in the room. And then the next few hours are all about purging and digging into the shadow work and helping you to release things that you're ready to release. Now, for me, I I have always associated this with I don't journey because they have told me that I'm just using the energy of the ceremony and the protection of the ceremony to connect to my higher realms when after the period of purging and um and shadow work. And if you guys hear a dog barking, it's not my dog. I'm watching my mom's dog and he's having a tantrum right now. (laughs) He's like wailing and he's very sad that she left. So that's what that noise is. Um, Okay, so intuitively I had this feeling that I'm not supposed to journey during um, the normal ceremony. And I've worked through this through with my shaman and we've tried many different ways to kind of work through it. First it was, she thought that I was coming to ceremony with too many people that I felt responsible for. So I was holding back from doing my own work and making sure they were okay. So we tried, I came by myself, still same thing happened. Then we tried to do um, an elixir of just ayahuasca without the um, DMT to see if that, bringing in that vibration an hour before ceremony would help me to ease into it, that didn't do anything. Then we went to um, where we, oh, I did a full cup of the medicine about an hour before everyone else and then another full cup with everyone else. So this is a ton of medicine. And the two times that I did that, I did get in and I did journey during ceremony and and i've talked about one of those ceremonies or one of those experiences where um when i brought up through the abuse um and molestation that's in my family lineage and i was asked to hold that energy so instead of working on my own stuff it started going into my um, ancestral lineage and then the only other time that it's worked and i've journeyed during ceremony was when i purged distraction. And again, it was present day distraction. I, they weren't letting me go backwards. So I always have felt like this is because I'm a walk-in. I don't go backwards. I have to go. They sh- have showed me a very clear indication that I'm only going forward in my work. Um, so what happened is that after my last ceremony back in May, one of my friends was here and she asked me, I was on a gummy and she asked me to look into my own energy, which I had never done before. And, um, she, the question she asked is why aren't you journeying during ceremony? And, and this is what happened. So first of all, when I went into my own energy, it was moving way faster than the energies that I go into of other people. And, and what I mean by that is that each person carries their own, I would call it a spin rate, and the higher spin rate you have, the faster the energy is moving. The slower the spin rate, the more it feels like you're walking through honey. So I can catch very clearly every moment of the whatever is coming through. So when she asked me to look into myself, I had to like center myself and breathe into it, and, and it felt like I was inside of one of those hourglasses that's the sands going through the hourglass and if I I would like jump on this piece of sand and try to ride that sand through the hourglass as it's moving Um, and if I got distracted then I would lose that ride essentially. So I remember her like there was other people talking and if I lost the thread I would totally lose what was coming through and What came through is that they showed it as a timeline and they said, okay, here's the time that you came in as the walk-in. Everything like, and imagine just a normal, like how we all see timelines. From this point backwards, you are not going to work on, you're not going to start purging or you can't purge it in ceremony. So you can't go backwards. But what you are doing when you go into ceremony is you're going downward. And for me, that showed as my parallel lives my parallel timelines so then they showed it like okay there's me at the top and then there's seven timelines below it and then they brought in how it's so important for all of our timelines to be uh, ascending at like the way they made me feel is like at a safe even pace so if me in this timeline, which they showed me is my highest timeline in this incarnation, if I am doing work on me, you know, Gabrielle in ceremony, but I can't go backwards, I go downward or I go into my roots, I go into the ancestral lineage. And the problem with that is that then I'm doing work on my lower timelines That is not ready to work on like those parts of me are still in the trauma of what I was dealing with back then, because when I came in as a walk in, I agreed to move forward. But I also agreed to take on all of the timelines that that previous soul brought was building at that point. So they said, basically, when you go into ceremony, if you are journeying during the the purging, the, the shadow work, you're working downward, you're working on the timelines. And the problem with that is that you will start to disrupt me, essentially, because in a parallel life, I'm still me, but I'm not me as I look today. So <laughs> how does that look? <laughs> like, It's like me through my eyes, but if I were to ever see myself in a mirror in those parallel lives, I probably wouldn't look like this. I would look like a version of this because, of course, every decision that we make in this timeline, it doesn't ripple through to the other timeline. So maybe in one, I have black short hair when I'm like, I don't know, super into athlete athleticism when I'm like, I don't I mean, you don't it could be many, many things so they said that if I go downward in ceremony and I journey during ceremony, that then I'm he- like bringing up he- layers of healing on those timelines and those timelines are not ready for that healing because they are not in the same like ascension uh, trajectory as I am in this life. Now, the problem that they were telling me is that if you don't allow each timeline to heal on, on its own, like I can send energy to those timelines when I become consciously aware of them. But if I don't allow them to heal gradually, then what happens, it look like they kind of tear apart, meaning that you will start to lose timelines. And the way they showed it as why that's important is that Each of our timelines, unless we can collapse them, we want to bring them with us in the ascension. These timelines are just as precious as our current incarnation in this body right now. They are not lesser in any way. We just are not conscious of them. But it is still a life that's happening on this planet. So if if I try to do healing work through ceremony, which is super intense, on those timelines then they will start to frac, frac, like fracture out more is how I'm, how it feels like breaking, like they'll fracture, like they won't be able to understand their next step, their next levels of ascension because they're not there yet. So They basically said that that's why I don't journey during ceremony and that I need to let it be what it is. I can still go to ceremony, but I can only use the energy at the end to go higher. I can't go down and do healing, at least at this point, or this was back in May. So this is what they were telling me back in May, um, that I need to just stay in my own timeline, Okay. So I, I had that information, but I, and I understood it logically and it made sense to me because I had the intuition that I'm not supposed to journey during the ceremony. Now I know why, but what's happening now, and this is where I want to bring in what with all of this recalibration and all of these new energies that are on the planet, <clears throat> at least in my story, the parallel lives or timelines are coming up way faster. And I always am conscious of them in my dream time. So always my whole life, and this is way before my awakening, I always would dream in me going into another me and ha- and playing, like having a normal day. And it, it would feel like me, but it would be some people would be similar some would be different some would be like um further along in the story than what had ha- actually happened in my life and i could never understand what it was until um maybe about a year or two years ago i was shown yeah that's your parallel life that's the timeline that you're you're currently working through and it was one this the one the first one that i had conscious awareness was of My parents had divorced still, but we lived back in Minnesota, which is where I was born and my mom is from, well, both my parents are from, and my mom, instead of moving us out of that state at a young age, we stayed there. And what I felt is I was a child still in that timeline, and my mom was dating a lot of people, and I remember feeling unsafe in that environment. Like there were people coming and going, and I didn't feel like there was um, stability And when I woke up and I, and then I realized, and I was told, this is what, why you dream this, then I, they said I could send energy to myself in that timeline. Okay. So then going forward, if I remember a dream, it's always going to be, at least for me, a timeline dream. Because if, if you are listening (laughs) to or understand the story of the walk-in, the work that I'm here to do is not on my shadow stuff. It's not on my my wounds it's of that i'm conscious of it's of my my stuff in my parallel lives so when i go to sleep i am also working i work nonstop on those parallel lives because they're very um they're <laughs> i don't want to like there is no good or bad here it's not like one is better than the other but they're very much on a different trajectory because they were created from the other soul before I came in. So they're on it, like, it's almost like if this is me, they are further down and then they start layering down from there. So there's this gap and it's in that gap that I have to slowly work on each one. So in the last week, I had some pretty interesting stuff come up. And the first one was back when I was like, I think... Around 30, maybe 29, 30, I worked for a designer in New York and um, I was his assistant. And, you know, everything happens for a reason and everything comes about for a reason. I didn't look for the job, it was presented to me through a friend of a friend and it all kind of lined up. And as I was moving to New York, it just happened. And this person, this boss of mine, wasn't abusive to me, but the way that he treated other people in the office was extremely abusive. And I had such a hard time struggling being around it. And I had agreed when I took the job to keep it for a year. So I, you know, I, I stayed and I worked through it for a year. And then exactly at that year, I applied for another job within the company and, um, it was in the visual department. So, um, After I had done the interview, done a project for them, and I was offered the job through an email, but they said, you need to talk to him, our boss, to just confirm that he's okay with this move. So then, of course, I went into him and I said, you know, I told you I would give you a year and this is where I wanted what I want to do next. And his initial response was, you're not qualified for that. And I was like, "Mm, I have my master's in art. I am qualified. And let me show you exactly. Maybe you don't remember my resume. Like, Let me explain myself. And he just was not wanting to hear it. And he like Basically in that meeting was trying to get me to quit. Like he got so angry with me and um, was like, no, absolutely not. You're not, you're not getting that job. And I remember just being like, what is going on here? And it it got kind of drawn out. Um, I remember <laughs> I got super sick. I had like walking pneumonia. I was constipated for over a month because it was a drawn out for about a month until it finally ended I could, I was like in such a state of fight or flight that I didn't know what to do, but I was like, I know I'm in the right. And I know I have an email saying I'm I'm qualified and I was offered the job. So to me, I wanted him to let me go because at that point, then I could get unemployment or I could, um, get a severance or whatever. I wasn't going to quit. And it just kept getting worse and worse. And he just was just, impossible to be around. And so finally, like after me, this toxic place of me being completely sick, I should not have even been going to work. My mom said, just bring a tape recorder and set it on your desk. That's going to make this all come to an end. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause this man was abusive. Okay. (laughs) So I did, I came into work with the tape recorder and I set it on my desk and within like an hour, HR was there and they were giving me a severance. And it ended, okay? It didn't quite end because he did stay in my life for a few more years after that because I ended up going to work for a company that he was a designer for as well. And so we did cross paths. And of course he acted like everything was totally fine between us and whatever. So the other night I go into, I'm in a a parallel life and there I am literally working the same job for this man, 20 years I had. So it's like, I never left. And I, it, 20 years have passed, because it's been about 20 years. And there I am still being his assistant. And in that dream, I'm training someone else to take over, okay? So this is like, after 20 years of being there, I'm training this other person. And I'm telling her, like, these are the things that you need to look out for. These are the moods he has. These are who he's going to attack. Like, I was explaining all of the abuses that were going on in the company. And I was like, as I'm going through this thinking, I haven't thought of this scenario in 20 years. Like I, you know, once I got out of it and I felt like it was rectified in the way that I, I felt like it was fair, um, I don't, I never held on to what could have happened if I did stay. But here's the thing. It was such a huge trauma for me that there was a part of my soul that wanted to experience what would happen if I stayed okay? So as I woke up from that dream, I realized that, holy crap, something that I consciously thought I'd let go of years ago, I'm still working through, okay? So think about that. All of the things that you had, these crazy traumas, you're still living in that life. There's a part of you that it was a lesson that you're still working through and your soul is like, hmm, this is a trigger for her. So we're gonna live out this trigger and see what happens. So as I came, as I woke up, I was like, oh my goodness, I never realized that I had been holding that scenario for this long, you know? And can I have compassion for the, the person that I was when I went through it the first time and also compassion for my my parallel life that is still dealing with it and the thing is is that like i mean in all things spiritual there's no judgment but there is um an understanding that our minds because we think of things in duality it's really hard to understand what the lesson would be of me staying in that that situation but as I woke up, I could see so clearly that I needed that experience. And 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 think about this. I needed it to even unfold in this life. Like, it gave me the courage to speak up for myself. It gave me the right to say, like, no, I'm not going to stand for this abuse. But that was the choice that I made in this body, right? So... There are so many levels to my psyche that are still working through that trauma in that job, okay? So that happened like three nights ago. And um, then (laughs) I also then had like the next night another dream where I was again a child and not like a young child, more like 10. And I was around my biological father and my brother was there. And it's weird because I felt like we were like, um, uh, what's the word, um, touring almost like a a military base with him. But it was the way it was being shown to me is that he had been in the military and that we were looking at like his his um bunk and his whatever right i don't even know what what things you would see but i know consciously that my biological father wasn't in the military so what that piece gives me is that there was a part of him that wanted to experience the military that didn't so we almost like we were in two um we both were living out this parallel life and it's also a parallel life for him. So it wasn't even in this realm of reality for either of us. So as my brother and I are going through this tour, I remember I start shaking and I feel really uncomfortable. And my logic, okay, consciously, I know in this life that my biological father was an alcoholic and he was physically abusive to my mother. Now, th- she left him, I believe, when I was around two. So I don't have a conscious memory of him being abusive or I don't have like visuals of that or anything other than people telling me. And in this parallel life, I remember like. Just being in his energy, I felt so scared and so uncomfortable, and I remember looking to my brother and asking him to get us out of the situation and I needed to leave, I needed to get out and He looked at me, and he's two years older than me, and he looked at me like kind of like, "What are you talking about?" and I remember feeling like what can't wait can't you feel it? Don't you feel what's happening here?" And then I woke up. And what I then downloaded from when I woke up is that I'm obviously in one of my timelines still working through stuff with my biological father. But on top of that, my brother was like four or five when my mom left him. And so he has way more memory stored of the relationship between the two of them. And then what I realized is that that chaotic energy even if he can't consciously feel it maybe he's not as sensitive to energy that as I am it's living in him and no wonder he is living it's like the first 7 years of our lives they just keep repeating in these patterns and that turbulence that's how it fe- it feels is just going to keep repeating and moving forward in your timeline consciously until you work on it well When I have these uncomfortable moments currently in my present day with my brother, I realize that it's because he's bringing up trauma or energy that's like turbulent into this present day that I couldn't handle back when I was a child and that I still can't handle in this moment of my life. Like It feels so uncomfortable that it's just like, like, because I feel it, so it's like... um, imagine you're flying on a plane and when the when it hits those pockets and it's like dah, 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 dah. it's like that like you can't function in that it it it's like it feels like mass energy that's chaotic and when i asked him can't you feel what's happening don't you understand and he was like what are you talking about It's because he can identify more with that energy because he was number one, living in the energy much longer than I was. So he acclimated to it. But number two, it's like he doesn't even understand what I'm saying now in this present day timeline that I'm living in. He actually has a relationship with our father, our our biological father, which, again, makes me understand that, yes, of course he does, because he can understand that vibration and all of that is to say I came away from that timeline feeling like able to have more compassion for where he currently is in his life because now I understand where it comes from. It's like a much deeper and ancestral wound that's working through him that he didn't ever not resonate completely with. I think that there's a part of him that wants to move it forward. However, there's also this... this. Um, Resistance to digging into it, I guess is the best way to say it. So then what happens is you just carry that vibration almost like as a backpack and you bring it around with you. So where he's carrying around this backpack and he's bringing forward this energy, I feel like our conversations are like a full-blown attack on me where he is just being him. But it was always that vibration of energy that I never could relate to. And then I feel like, okay, so now I see not only why it didn't work for me, but why it's still carrying forward through him. And can I have more compassion for where that place is? You know, because a lot of people aren't even carrying what they brought, (laughs) they're carrying the ancestral lineage of the stuff that came way before them. So, that these are the types of things that are starting to come up. And the reason they come up in your conscious life. So for me, when I wake up and I get the downloads of why this happened and what I was supposed to learn from it, these are the collapses. This is when your conscious self is able to fully grasp what's happening on these other levels so that they can start like um collapse. I guess that's the only way to say it, collapsing back together. So when I tell you like the majority of people have 12 uh fractals i have now i at least consciously what i know of is i had me plus seven but now in the last two weeks of like working constantly on these um timelines and having a memory of them i know that that's the collapse because the more essentially the more compassion that you can have towards yourself and towards others in your scenario timelines you can release the resentment or the the it feels like this, like, you know, those, um, those balls of rubber bands where they're just like wrap, 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 wrap. It's like that. It's like this stuck energy. That's like, you're in the middle of that ball and you cannot see how to pull off the rubber bands because you're in, in it where, when you can see it clearly, and, and when you can pull back, you can start seeing like, Oh, I just have to remove one band and the next and the next and the next, and it loosens it up. And so that's how that, parallel timelines able to start journeying up to meet and collapse into the next. So (laughs) back to this download about why these timelines are so important and why it's so important to allow them the time to collapse in their own way is what I was shown as, as we move into the fifth dimension We want as many of these timelines to come with us as possible. However, if your lowest timeline is, let's say 100% in third, okay? Like it's not budging from third, it's living out like that life. That means that as we ascend into fifth dimension, there's going to be a break off, a fracture, and you're going to lose that part of you. Like a part of you is going to continue in third. Let's just use that as the example. So the way they showed me in terms of not going to ceremony and journeying during ceremony was that I want, I only have seven and I want to take all seven of those with me into the fifth dimension. So I have to work at their speed. I can't force anything to happen quicker than is allowed in in the consciousness that they are and so <laughs> all of, all like all of this is to say i can do as much work on me as i want but i still am responsible and i still hold space for my parallel lives and i want those to to transcend in this evolution as much as i want myself to and and that's the ultimate compassion because then you look at yourself and you're like, okay, I'm I'm presenting as Gabrielle in this moment as fifth dimension, but that's not all of me. There are parts of me that are in the muck and living it out, okay. And I can I have compassion for those parts of myself that still want to make this leap and this jump, right? but they need to do it in their own space and time. So as I become conscious of these timelines, I'm able to now, when I release the, let's say in the case of my brother, when I release that animosity for why is he the way he is, now consciously I can see exactly why and I can have compassion, right? So then that frees up space in my own body that is like, it's like a, instead of being like close, it's like an opening that then allows it to be what it is. So in that timeline, instead of me saying to him, I need you to help us. I need you to see what's happening here and help get me out of here. I can then take it on myself and say, this vibration doesn't work for me. I need to get out of it. Okay. Now I don't need to rely on him to fix it because at this point he can't feel it. So Why are we putting all of our our chips on other people to fix something? You know we can't. And in that case of that timeline, obviously he was he's two years older than me. So as a child, I always looked to him to help me. You know to help fix things or to be there for me. And he always was that kind of protector as as children. But in this present day life, as I outgrew the need for that protection the relationship has changed and now he doesn't feel like he has um a purpose and now when I look at all of the advice and all of the things that he had been giving me that that made me turned off, it was just him trying to give protection, although it was coming through in a way I couldn't understand and I couldn't read it and I couldn't feel it. And so it felt like a, a door, like a, I'm hitting myself against the door and I don't get why he keeps doing this. You know, we've had talks about this and still – but it's because he can't see past the door. He doesn't understand what's beyond that, at least in in this timeline. So I wanted to give one more thing that happened yesterday. Um, I was, all weekend, we've been working around the the land and, and getting it ready for our wedding. And Richard Work's, all day Monday through Friday and on the weekends usually he's like he's a generator so he's usually able to just jump right into and he's you know working on projects and doing stuff but this last weekend he was exhausted and he couldn't he was just down both days and at the second day so Sunday yesterday I kind of was like, as I'm digging through rocks and and normally I love that, but as I'm like doing it, I had resentment. I felt like why we have like one weekend left and here he is laying down, you know, like what's going on? And all of a sudden I had a shift that said, can you enjoy the time that you're spending with the rocks? And the moment that you can let go of the mind thinking about what someone else is doing or not doing and then you enjoy what you're doing, you shift your own energy, which then allows them to shift their energy. And no joke, the second that that came through, I looked up into the kitchen window, he was supposed to replace the the sink faucet in the kitchen. And I looked up and that sink faucet's been sitting there for over a week, okay. But I look up and there he decides to put it in. And I'm like, oh, all it took was for me to get out of my own way and, and literally just focus on my own path, like what's in front of me. And the moment that I did that and I really started focusing on all of these beautiful rocks that I get to play with, I was having fun and I wasn't looking at it as a chore and why like resentful. And it took me like that realization of literally we have the the opportunity to affect so many people in this incarnation and in this timeline By just focusing on and giving intention and love to whatever is in front of you, don't worry about the people around you. All that's going to happen is that your energy is going to radiate outward and give them that lift that they needed to do what they need to do. So whenever you hold that resistance, and I think that even was coming up because a lot of stuff is being purged right now. Um, As this recalibration is happening, and all of these new light codes are coming onto the planet, we don't have space for that density, we our bodies can't hold it anymore. So basically, as I was feeling that resentment, it was like, okay, you you're the problem, you need to shift that perspective. And when you do and get it, then it will shift what's happening over there. So I hope that these stories are helpful. I want you to know that as you become more conscious of your timelines, send as much energy and compassion to yourself as you can because it's just all part of the story. Like it's all part of the process of why we're here. You know, it's beautiful and it's an experience that you'll be able to start seeing yourself in a totally different light, and then the people around you in a different light as well, and understanding why they are in your life in the first place. So um, I hope it's helpful. And I really want you guys to feel into this for yourself. Like I know a lot of people have dreams that are in different planets and flying and all of these things. And if that's your if that's you, enjoy it. Your soul is soaring in your timelines. Like, And what I would take that to mean is that you're more in the middle of your timelines versus at the top of your timeline. So when you have those amazing dreams, you're tapping into a higher one that you're trying to collapse to. So it goes both ways. In my case, I'm already at the top of mine and I'm working downward. But All of it is happening for a reason and all of these newer remembrances are also happening for a reason because it's time for us to let go of these unconscious threads that have been holding your vibration down. So again, I hope it's helpful and I'll see you next week. Be away from the thing and it won't stop till I yeah. learn you're to be oh. away from the thing